0: Let's predict the entire Penn State schedule for 2023, game by game. Can the Nittany Lions do it? Can they actually go undefeated? You are Locked On, Nittany Lions. Your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Yes, that is right. You are locked on Nittany Lions. Thanks so much for making us your first listen and watch every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Zach Seiko. Become coming every day or subscribe to the YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcast. Let me know. Be a part of the conversation. Comment down below if you think Penn State can actually go undefeated. Can they climb the mountain, beat Ohio State, beat Michigan? Do they lose to one of them? Are there some sneaky games in there that you think they lose to in this season's a lost cause? Well, in this episode, we're going to go game by game by game to highlight all of it. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers, you can bet $5. All you got to bet $5 and you get $200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. That is FanDuel.com slash Locked On. And I'm basically going to start with a summary. Let's cut right to the chase about who I where I think Penn State will finish, what record they will go with, and then game by game by game to totally outline it here and try to condense this as we can in the best of 30 minutes to sound educated, knowledgeable, but not rush through it as well, okay? I think Penn State's going to go 11 and 1. Plain and simple, I think the Nittany Lions do drop that game to Michigan, and I will explain why, but Penn State is going to go 11 and 1 in my opinion. I think that I think this, and most experts, frankly, do as well, that Penn State is going to be in and around the Big Ten championship conversation, the college football playoff as well. I mean, 12-0 and 0 is a very distinct possibility, but you have to play. These games aren't played on paper. They're played on the football field. But right now, looking at this as an overview from 10,000 feet above Penn State, uh, Michigan is better right now on on paper. I hate to say it, but the the Wolverines coming into Beaver Stadium, it's not like there's not a chance. There's a revenge factor as well. I just think that that game right now, if it were played today, might be just a little too tough for Penn State, but that's why they go. I'm glad that it's later in the schedule and not earlier. I hope that Drew Aller is able to settle in by that time. But that seems to be the consensus 11 and one with Penn state, either beating Michigan or beating Ohio state. Some people take the easy way out. I think they beat Ohio state. Okay. I really, I really do. And I will get into why, but, they can still get into the Big Ch- Big Ten Championship with that record. If they finish 11-1, and now you have to become, based on my predictions, you have to become a Buckeyes fan when that game rolls around because it's going to take some tiebreakers. And if Penn State beats Ohio State, Ohio State beats Michigan, then you really have this interesting three-way tie that is getting Ohio State at the end of the season. If they do happen to beat Michigan, those games, if a loss happens – Earlier in the season, that bodes well for you better than it does in the later part of the season. That's just the way it is. I think that has to do with recency bias. But 12-0 is a possibility. Never say never. I, I think they could do it. I just kind of have to hope that Michigan runs into some road bumps, right? But that's going to be their biggest challenge for Penn State. Uh, even though it is at home, on paper... Just have it as a loss. I, I hate to I hate to say that, but I want to be honest. I want to be realistic about this Penn State team. I don't want to try to sugarcoat anything. This is a really good team with college football playoff aspirations, Big Ten championships, and I think anything short of it outside of a New Year's Six Bowl, if this team goes 10-2, and two, doesn't do what they set out to do, beat the Giants that are the Buckeyes and the Wolverines, then yeah, you're not making any progress. What's the point of going 10-2 and two again and not beating the two teams that have taken a hold of the Big Ten for quite some time now? Uh, the other toughest games, Ohio State, of course, that being on the road, but I think Penn State just matches up well with them. I just really do. I'll talk about it when I go game by game here. Uh, Illinois is on that list. The everydayers remember this episode, a little bit of controversy. Uh, It is the toughest road game on the schedule for Penn State because Illinois has a good defense. And I'm not going to explain. I'm not going to show my hand too much here. I want you to wait for the second segment. But Illinois being a tough road game since it is Drew Aller's first true test. It's not West Virginia, and it's certainly not Delaware. But You got to go to Champaign, Illinois for that game. Okay. Week three. I hope that Drew Aller has his sea legs under him by that time. Illinois is going to be a tough test. They really are. And then Maryland. I think Maryland kind of falls into that top four category uh, between the coaching. I think Mike Loxley is a good coach. They bring in Josh Gaddis, and they do have veterans on that team. Talia Tungabaloa is still there, a veteran quarterback. They got a good running game. And – that game's personal for them, especially with the way that Penn State's embarrassed Maryland. So those are the other tough games to think about when predicting Penn State's record. I, I think at least here's this case. The basement for Penn State is 8-4, and 9-3, and three, which is still a solid season, but a step backwards from a Rose Bowl win and a 10-2 and two season with what you have in front of you, all the potential in the world, now that Drew Aller's taking over and you have consistency. Aside from Drew taking over, you finally have all your coordinators back, from Mike Yersich to Manny Diaz, to Stacey Collins. There's no drop-off. There wasn't all this changeover aside from a position coach, right, and Deion Barnes moving up to the defensive line, but he was on staff. So there's no outside ideas. There's nothing new to learn. This is one of the better opportunities for Penn State to make some noise. College football playoff will almost be not necessarily a guarantee, but easier to do when you have 12 teams. But here with this 14 team playoff, this is the last time to do it. And Penn State, I think that now I can't predict all the tiebreakers here. I just know that they're going to go 11 and 1, at least at this point in late August, going into the season for early September. I think that Penn State is going to finish 11 and 1. I would like to think that they can make the Big Ten championship with the tiebreakers going in their favor. Ohio State beating Michigan at home, hypothetically, or on the road in their case, right? Michigan's hosting. That's going to be even tougher to do, especially losing the last two. And. And then where do you go from there? So Penn State might even be able to sneak into the college football playoff as that fourth seed if Michigan does go undefeated. So don't rule out anything just because they go 11-1. and one. A New Year's Six Bowl is definitely in the cards. That's the most likely situation, but we all want to see that 14 playoff and another Big Ten trophy uh, back in Happy Valley. So that summarizes it. Now let's go game by game by game. We'll start with West Virginia. We'll finish up with Michigan State in Ford Field. We'll talk about that in just a second. But first... I'd like to talk about our sponsor of today's episode, and that is BetterHelp. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices, and the path forward isn't exactly always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around your career, friendships, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected with what you really want while you navigate your life, so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. Visit BetterHelp.com slash college today to get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com to take advantage of that 10% off your first month. And Locked On Nittany Lions is your go-to podcast for happyvalleyinsider.com. Check them out, Penn State Rivals, all the latest for Penn State football, Penn State recruiting. they got some future casts put in for the Nittany Lions, so check that out. And college football season is here. It's back. Week zero's in the books, and Penn State's playing this Saturday. And this season, Locked On's got very something special on the way, kicking up that college football coverage for you. Each and every Friday locked on is going to go live from 11am to 1pm Eastern time on every locked on college YouTube channel. So right here on locked on Nittany lions as well, locked on college football live will cover the college football playoff implications, the conference rivalry games and go in depth like only locked on can including insight and analysis from our stable of locked on college hosts covering their team every day. Find locked on college football live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time on any locked on college YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. All right, let's get into those games. Okay. So I want to share a disclaimer here, right? This is based on where the teams are now with completely healthy rosters. If Drew Aller is not able to go knock on wood, wood desk. I remind the everydayers of this when I try to jinx these because I don't want to speak them into existence, right? If, Anybody's not able to go for the Nittany Lions, and vice versa, right? If Michigan, say J.J. McCarthy's not available to go, that changes the entire dynamic, and then Penn State it ultimately is the favorite in that game. But what we know now, here in late August, based on where the teams are with hypothetical, completely healthy rosters. Game by game, this is part one in segment two, and we'll finish with the final six games, the second half of the season in segment three. West Virginia, 7.30 kickoff. NBC, Saturday night, September 2nd. And Penn state is currently at 20 and a half point favorite. Almost feels a little disrespectful. Maybe they should be more. Uh, this is Neil. There's the things to know about this game. And I got to condense this as best as I can to get you through all 12 games. Neil Brown's in his fifth season, decent football team. They're not, this is what you need to know about the Mountaineers. They're not bad. And they are not a bad football team. They're middle of the pack. They really are. I think they can finish six and six, maybe seven and five at best. Got to figure out the quarterback situation, but it helps. When you have a top 10, yes, they do, in fact, have a top 10 offensive line nationally. They really do. Good running game. They're going to have a run-oriented offense. The offensive coordinator is a former running back. He emphasizes the run game. That's really what they're going to do. No starting quarterback to this point. No starting quarterback name. That's right. As, As I sit here. And this is going to be up from Monday, August 28th, the evening of it into the next day, going into Tuesday, August 29th. They have no starting quarterback. Nico is someone who's competing for them, lefty, young quarterback. And then there's Garrett Green, who did start some games last year. I think it's going to be Gary Green. I know it's going to be Garrett Green. He's a dual-threat quarterback. Presumed starter, uh, did start games over JT Daniels last season. Defense is okay. The bottom line is West Virginia is going to try to shrink the game. They're going to try to slow it down, use that running game to their advantage, but Penn State is better suited for it this time around. Penn State wins. I don't think that West Virginia can keep up with the firepower. Give this one to Penn State. They're 1-0 this week, 35-13 over the mountaineers and I will have an extended preview of this game and experts on to talk about this guest experts to analyze this game with me. Let's move to Delaware noon kickoff on Peacock. I hope you have that subscription ready and powered up. September 9th, no spread for this game and there might <laughs> there's definitely not going to be a money line, but when the spread is released, it could be in the neighborhood of 40 plus points. I could see Penn State being a minus 42 favorite. They really could be because Delaware is an FCS team, okay? The Blue Hens in 2022 finished eight and five. They shattered expectations under Ryan Carty, the first year head coach for them, now in his second season. I will say this about the Blue Hens they are a veteran team on offense aside from quarterback uh, Nolan Henderson was their signal caller a season ago. And he takes with him a lot of the offense, 32 touchdown passes to nine interceptions over 3000 passing yards. He was a good football player, really good player for the FCS level. Uh, that was a team that, uh, that surprised a lot of people last year at that level of college football, but they do get their two leading wide receivers back. Their top two running backs return. Offensive line is solid where Penn state's going to beat them is their defense Isn't as up to par, especially in the secondary. This is a bottom line for this one. This is a really good game for drew Aller spread your wings and start to take the reins of that quarterback. You are supposed to be. This is a confidence building type of game with a secondary that isn't as Sure. Why not take advantage of that? So Drew Aller, I think this is a big game for him. Penn State wins 49-7 to over Delaware. Okay, so they're 2-0 going into Illinois on the road. This is a big noon kickoff on Fox. We love those big noon kicks. September 16th, no spread yet. I expect Penn State to be a touchdown favorite in this one, according to Vegas. The things to know about this Illinois game, well, Illinois, Rides itself on the running attack behind Brett Bielema, who's always been that run-first type of coach, whether he was at Arkansas, whether it was at Wisconsin, it didn't matter. You lost Chase Brown, and that's a lot of production to replace when he has 1,600 yards in a season. He was in Heisman conversations at points last year. Penn State is also better suited to stop the run this time around. No repeats of 2021, even though I do think Illinois is going to make it close. And this is a tough road game. I've already mentioned it. Drew Aller's first road game of the season in week three. And Illinois is not a slouch. They did lose their defensive coordinator. But I still think that Penn State, they finally started to scheme around and add players that were more suited for the Michigan's and the Illinois, and when they did play Arkansas in that one bowl game that one time that we won't uh, talk about, but Brett Bielema's specialty is to run the football, shrink the game, and use good defense. The defensive line is going to be one of the best that Penn State is going to face all season in the Big Ten, and maybe some one of the best in all of college football. Jerzon Newton is someone you need to know about at defensive end. He is going to be a first-round pick guaranteed in next year's NFL draft, if if things all go well for him this season, one of the best defensive linemen in the country that's been profiled by draft experts and, and college football analysts, Luke Altmaier is an upgrade at quarterback. You go from Tommy DeVito now to Altmaier and Altmaier is a former top 15 quarterback recruit in the nation. Okay. didn't work out for him at Ole Miss exactly, exactly, but new fresh slate becomes more of a game manager now, which is probably what his role should have been all along. He just hasn't lived up to those recruiting expectations This is a revenge game for Penn state. We all remember the nine over the James Franklin certainly remembers the nine overtime loss. So the defensive coordinator moving on becoming the head coach at Purdue. I think that gives a slight extra advantage to Penn state. It's not going to be easy. I Penn state's going to win this one, but they might have to sneak on a late second, a last second field goal of some sort. I can see this one being Penn state 23, Illinois 20, there's not going to be a lot of points to go around in this one. Especially, remember, they are not stopping the clock after first downs. Remember that. we got to go rapid fire here into the Iowa Hawkeyes. Home game, it's the whiteout 730 kickoff on CBS September 23rd. Ten and a half point spread in favor of the Nittany Lions, so Vegas thinks that Penn State already should be at least a ten point favorite. Things that you need to know about the hot guys, at least at this point in time. Cade McNamara transfers in from Michigan. And he brings brings tight end Eric all into the fold as well. So Iowa gets a significant grade uh, upgraded offense, but Brian Ferentz is still Kirk Kirk's son. Brian Ferentz is still the offensive coordinator, and. They're just not very good. They just don't have the same firepower that the rest of the Big Ten will. So I'm not exactly worried about them adding another type of game manager. Jim Harbaugh spurned McNamara for J.J. McCarthy. And it looks like he made the right decision. Really did. Secondary is going to be one of the best in the country. Iowa's defense is the consistent here. Kind of like the West Virginia game, I just don't think Iowa will be able to keep up with what Penn State can do. Penn State will force turnovers against a lackadaisical offense that the Hawkeyes have to offer. The whiteout game, the revenge spot from 2021, kind of similar to There's a few revenge spots here for Penn State, but they'll remember that game that was out there at Kinnick. This is a 27-17 win for the Penn State Nittany Lions in the whiteout. So they are 4-0 going into week 5. At Northwestern, we don't know the kickoff time yet. We don't know the network, no spread, completely unknown. But on September 30th, Penn State, I think they will be about a four touchdown favorite. It's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of minus 28. And what we need to know about the Wildcats is that Pat Kraft was fired. But how's this team going to adjust under David Braun, who came in as the defensive coordinator for this season and is now the interim head coach? Braun has no head coaching experience. Uh, very limited in his overall coaching experience as it just doesn't have as long of a tenure as other people i wonder what his decision making is is going to be like i feel like this group's going to be motivated because they're still pat fitzgerald recruited players and at the baseline of this roster they are feisty they are mean they're gonna play like they have something they're gonna play like they have a target on their backs like they've been disrespected so don't doubt the motivation of this team especially early in the season but with limited coaching experience from, they were able to retain a lot of the staff from Fitzgerald's group. I I just don't know how it's all going to go. I don't think it's a sinking ship exactly because they do have a veteran defense. They retained a bulk. They retained the base of this entire group of his entire roster. Uh, Northwestern is still going to be, even when Pat Fitzgerald was there, this is the bottom line for this game. I, I really didn't think it would be that hard of a game anyway, up in Evanston. I really didn't. So I'm going to go Penn State 35, Northwestern 10. I'm not really that concerned. Ben Bryant is a cast-off from Cincinnati. He hasn't really had that good of a college football career. You did lose Evan Hall, who was your do-everything running back from a year ago. That's tough to replace, even though they do have Cam Porter. I still like Penn State in this one. Northwestern just doesn't just doesn't have it in the, in the Big Ten. They might be one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in the Big Ten this year. And then there's UMass. So this is game number six, and you get a bye week in between there. So so this is actually really good. You get your bye week. You get another bye week with UMass. No, all kidding aside. You get your bye week. You get UMass. And then you get Ohio State. So this is actually a really nice setup. UMass, 3.30 kickoff, uh, to, be ter- to be determined network, no spread. I would say this is another large spread, probably another four touchdown, maybe even a five touchdown spread, especially since Penn State will be at home in Beaver Stadium. They return to the home field October 14th. Don Brown, Don Brown is the head coach of this team. And we already saw in week zero how motivated they were to play for him. He is a defensive savant, a legacy defensive coordinator, now the head coach of the Minutemen And they got a good quarterback to go along with that. So compliment uh, to compliment the stingy defense at times, right. When they face teams like Penn state, bigger and better offenses, there are, they are going to be overwhelmed, but I I like Tyson Pumacha. They're a quarterback, dual threat, former top quarterback recruit in the nation just a few years back as high as number three, by the recruiting sites, went to Clemson, didn't work out, went to Georgia tech, didn't work out. At least in week zero, he seemed to have uh, figured something out for UMass. So Massachusetts and Penn State, this is a good tune-up game before you go into the Buckeyes, something that isn't too physical. You are coming off of that bye week, but I do see this as being a look-ahead spot. It's not in Penn State's not in danger of losing to UMass, but I think that they are going to save a lot of the cards for next week's game. You're not going to show any formations to Ohio State. You are going to have a very vanilla game plan for this. Penn State wins, but I think there's going to be a lot less offensive production from the Nittany Lions just because the Buckeyes are a much more important game. 31 to 20 is my final score. I know that seems really close, and that's well under what Penn State could have as a hypothetical spread of four touchdowns. But UMass gets a garbage touchdown in there. I really like their quarterback, Pumacha. I really do. Uh, but for Penn State, I just don't think they put as much into it because the mountain is that following week. And we're going to talk about it in just a sec. But first, let's hear from another sponsor of today's episode. And that is FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book, right now. New customers, all you got to do, all you got to do, bet $5, and you can get $200 in bonus bets back, guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off. NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. How about that? Now's the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy, super easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads, money line, totals, player props, and so much more. Visit FanDuel.com slash on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And in this final segment, let's talk about the second slate of games, the second half. This is where it truly begins. Penn State's part of the make or break season. Ohio State, Michigan, Maryland, some of the toughest games on their schedule are all in the second half. Teams that want to pick a bone with Penn State are in the second half. Michigan State included teams that have been embarrassed by Penn State in, recently in the past. But at Ohio State, coming into that seventh game of the season, Everything's to be determined. We don't have a network. We don't have a, a kickoff time. We I imagine that might be a night game. That might be an NBC game. Maybe. I don't know for sure. But Penn State right now, Vegas uh, does have something that's determined. They've determined that Penn State is a 10-point underdog. Yeah. October 21st. Uh, things to know about this Ohio State Buckeyes team. Well, changes are, are coming for the Buckeyes. Ohio offensive coordinator is gone. Brian Hartline moves up from the wide receivers coach to the OC spot. Dilemma quarterback, uh, like like the Nittany Lions. Ohio State hasn't named a quarterback, but I don't know that that's because they're being secretive. I think that's because the competition hasn't gone the way it's supposed to. Devin Brown and Kyle McCord were great high school recruits, but have they lived up to those expectations? I think Devin Brown's going to win the job. I really do because Kyle McCord's been in the program for a year longer, but the fact that Brown has had been able to make it that much more interesting I think Devin Brown is going to be the quarterback when all said and done here. Here's the biggest thing about the Buckeyes offense. I know what they have at running back. Travion Henderson. I think he's actually very underrated at this point battling the injuries that he has. You have Marvin Harrison Jr. And a Mecca Uh Penn State secondary better be ready. Like I'm talking healthy. Kalen King, Johnny Dixon, and whatever you can do to avoid bumps and bruises, easier said than done. But you need a fully healthy secondary for this game no matter who's at quarterback. I don't care if the uh, tackling dummy is quarterback. Those are some good wide receivers uh, that Ohio state has to offer. All right. Credit where credit's due. Right. But think about this. You have to reestablish all this chemistry with, I know Brian Hartline's been there, but a new offensive coordinator, a new quarterback. Okay. And then you have to be able to figure all that out. If it was one or the other, it'd be a little different here, but for the Buckeyes to have both in one off season, uh, that's going to be tough to do. Uh, that really is. Ohio state's offensive line. Isn't what it normally is uh, as well. Lost their best offensive lineman of the draft, Paris Johnson. There's some vulnerability here and it's going to be just enough. That's the bottom line. And that's why Penn state wins this game. Penn state's motivated, right? They've been in Ohio state shadow for quite some time. Now they should have beat them in 2017. Should have beat them in 2018. They kept it close in 2019, 2020 never happened. 2021, uh, that game was close until late in mid late fourth quarter, right? But a Penn state is tired of living in Ohio state shadow. I don't care that it is in Columbus. I don't think the horseshoe is going to matter that much. We saw that Penn state should have won that game in 2017. So it's very doable. It's now later in the season. Drew Aller will be a little more settled in. I think there are enough vulnerability. It's small, right? The gaps are small, but Penn state is going to be able to sneak into Ohio state and win 31 to 27. 31 to 27 is going to be the final score of that one. And then we move on to Indiana. Okay, so Penn State at this point is still undefeated. Things are shaping up for a showdown against Michigan. You got to get through Indiana and then Maryland. Back at home against Indiana, everything still be determined. We got no kickoff time, no network, no spread October 28th. I'm expecting somewhere around maybe minus 17 all the way up to minus 21. Things to know about Indiana, of course. Tom Allen's still the head coach, good veteran head coach. I respect him. New quarterback in Tabin Jackson. Didn't work out at Tennessee, but he's a former top recruit at that quarterback position. They, we I like to make fun of the Spartans and Michigan State for this, but Indiana is truly, they are truly transfer university. They are. Uh, They have brought in tons of transfers. You look at that roster, that depth chart, almost every player on that roster is a transfer, whether they're a starter or a backup. So Indiana is now officially transferred you. I take that away uh, from Michigan State. But looking at it, this is a team that will be better in the second half of the season because chemistry is going to be an issue. With all those transfers coming from all those different programs and the nuances, all the little things that people, you can't factor in on a stat sheet, they're going to show up here. I don't think I don't think Indiana's going to quite have it against Penn State. The last four games of the season will be really telling for the Hoosiers, but we're not at that point yet. Penn State does win 35-24 to because this does have a little bit of trap game potential. I think Indiana's offense is going to be uh, pretty good. Taman Jackson's not a bad player. I think they just have to do things to figure it out, but kind of a late touchdown in, in the game. And Penn State's going to be coming off the high of the Ohio State game. And then they got to look forward to Maryland, Michigan, who are going to be tougher opponents. Than Indiana. So that one will be slightly closer just because of the way the schedule breaks. Then you go on the road to Maryland. Everything to be determined again, kickoff time, network spread. November 4th, I'm expecting Penn State to be a touchdown favorite. Things to know about this Maryland team, I've already mentioned it. Talia Tungavaloa is the quarterback again. Almost transferred out, but he stayed loyal. Passed up $1 million to go to an unknown SEC team, Auburn. Uh, pretty sure it was Auburn because then they turned around to their second choice and it was Peyton Thorne, right? And get to the Spartans to, to finish up. They got new offensive coordinator, Josh Gaddis. Penn State fans might recognize that name. Former wide receivers coach for Penn State before leaving. And they did lose their top wide receiver playmakers, but they got some back in the transfer portal. Offensive line. According to the big 10 network doesn't look that strong. That is not going to be a strength. And it hasn't been a strength for Maryland in quite some time. So this is going to be an offensive shootout. Gattis is a good offensive coordinator for what it's worth with stops at Michigan, a stop at Miami of Florida, and it's going to be personal for him. So I think he's going to throw the kitchen sink at Penn state, but Penn state still wins. It's not going to be a 59 to three type of blowout. Okay. It's not going to be, it's going to be closer to 35 to 27. Penn state does win and they're going to, That offense is going, the defense is going to help set up the offense for success throughout the season. Okay. Michigan Rutgers and Michigan state left to go. And like I said, I got to go rapid fire, but we're going to have game by game week by week previews throughout the season. Okay. Michigan. We know this is a noon kickoff. Fox wanted this big noon kickoff, November 11th, Penn state two point underdog, even at home. Things to know about this team. They returned quite a bit. Michigan, we thought Penn State returned a lot. Michigan returned all of its coordinators. Head coach, Jim Harbaugh, even though he flirted with the NFL. They got J.J. McCarthy back. They got Blake Corum. They got Donovan Edwards, a bulk of that offensive line. Edge rushers on defense. Their top two linebackers from a season ago. Will Johnson, who I think is a very good young and up-and-coming cornerback. Michigan is a national title contender. I hate to admit it. They just are. They have all the components to to make a title run. Home field advantage helps in this case. Penn State was embarrassed by the Wolverines last year, so there's that personal factor for them. But bottom line, on paper, it's a loss at this point in late August. I'm gonna go Michigan 33, Penn State 27 in Beaver Stadium at this point in time, but the games aren't played on paper. They're played on the field. So this is Penn State's first loss of the season with their 11-1 and record that I predicted. Rutgers, everything's to be determined on November 18th. The spread, I'm thinking Penn State minus 24, something along those lines. Not really, not... Much to learn about the Scarlet Knights. They could be one of the worst teams in the Big Ten again. Gavin Winsat, the quarterback dual threat, played against Penn State last year, will be more experienced and I think will be a little more of a headache, a true dual threat. Uh, This is a veteran team that will be feisty simply because Greg Shiano is their head coach. He he gets the most out of his players. Uh, I think this is the second worst team in the Big Ten compared to Northwestern's roster. Uh, But bottom line, easy opponent. You don't really need to worry about them. They're still the little brother. Penn State wins 30 to 9. I think Rutgers will have three field goals or maybe a touchdown and a safety. Why not? Okay, it's Rutgers. Um, Weird things will happen in that game. And then Michigan State. And the reason I think Penn State's not going to score as many points, they scored a lot on Rutgers last year. I think that uh, the Michigan game, if they do come down from that, the high of the Michigan game again, they're going to have to settle back in and it's not going to be pretty in the first half, especially if that is a loss. Michigan State, neutral site at Ford Field. We know that one. It's Black Friday, day after Thanksgiving, November 24th. No spread, but I think Penn State will be at least a two-touchdown favorite. Michigan State in shambles here. Mel Tucker is not living up to the expectations not living up to the contract anyway starting quarterback peyton Thorne bolted to auburn top wide receiver keon coleman bolted to florida state why are your two biggest playmakers leaving the spartans almost right before the season started they transferred pretty late in the cycle uh noah kim backup quarterback is he ready to go the spartans at least the people who report on him believe that he was pushing peyton Thorne in camp I think that Peyton Thorne saw an NIL opportunity and a chance to start at a better program in Auburn. Uh, Transfer, you—they still are, even though Indiana really takes that moniker. Uh, no chemistry. They're not going to have any chemistry. Maybe late in the season they do, but I just don't. See, I just don't see the Spartans team being as competitive as Penn State is. They still, and Penn State will still be in the college football playoff contention. So this game is going to mean a lot more to a five and six hypothetical Michigan State team. The leading rusher, Jalen Berger's back. Secondary is bad, and in an indoor stadium with Drew Aller's rocket arm, points, points, and more points. Drew Aller should have a field day with this Michigan State Spartan defensive. The secondary is already as bad as it is, and you're going to go through 11 games of college football. Do you really think it's going to be any better by the time we get to Ford Field on Black Friday? No. Penn State's going to win this one 45-17 over Michigan State. And there you go. 2023 schedule for the Penn State Nittany Lions. Game-by-game predictions. All condensed as best as we can here on Locked On Nittany Lions. Now we're getting ready to preview West Virginia. James Franklin is going to have his weekly press conference. We're going to get to see practice. We're going to get to see a fall camp practice. We're going to get to yes, see not just a training preseason camp practice, but actually because football is back, college football is finally back. So we'll have news and notes around all of that, previewing West Virginia and react to it all right here on Locked On Nittany Lions.